Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everybody? Utah, yeah? Yeah! Very first time. This is very cool. I like it. It's, so far, it's very nice. I, uh, ladies up front, four of you, look, look a little judgy. You look a little judgy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I assume your face, you're like, yay, we're climbing. <laughs> we don't know yet. That's fine. That's okay. You can do that. Ladies' night out. You know what's great about ladies' night out? Nothing. All right, look. No, I'll tell you what. I used to work in restaurants. I've seen a lot of ladies' nights out. They start out fun, and they end up freak show. <laughs> You're having fun now, but by the end of the night, one of you just sitting there going, I know, I know! I know! And all your friends, everything will be all right. I know! Then why are you crying? I don't know. Guys don't do that. You cry if you're out with the guys, they will beat you senseless. It's completely different. So here we are. I, uh... Look, I came here from New York City. I live in New York City, and, uh, and I got out here. I got out here yesterday. I got to hang out. So like, what that means is, like, I was on time for the show, okay? Like, I was here. Like, I stay a block away. Like, I was here on time. Like, I'm late a lot. Like, I go to show. Like, I'm late a lot because I have a wife. And, uh, <laughs> shut up. Listen, she makes me late all the time, and I hate it. I hate being late for stuff. Like, I just can't. Look, like, I live in New York City, and a lot of times on a Friday, when you leave New York City, or like any town, like, when you leave, I don't know, do you have traffic here? I don't know. Like, do, like get caught behind a snowplow? I don't know. Do you have big traffic? <laughs> Roads are closed again. All right, so... Look, when you leave New York City or any big city, there's a certain window of time, like on Friday rush hour, where you can leave and you're perfectly fine, okay? And last week, I missed that because the wife, all right? So now, I'm sitting in traffic that I shouldn't be in. And just sitting still. And it's getting later and later and... Right? 
And then finally the traffic opens up and I go. You gotta speed, you gotta make up time. But that's when it starts. You can slow down now. You're not gonna be late. You can slow it down. You gotta get out here and get a ticket and be a jerk the entire weekend because you got a ticket. And everybody's speeding, but you're the only one who got a ticket. Now slow it down and stop being a jerk. Slow it down and stop being a jerk. Why not even with me, just in my head. <laughs> So married, married, clap, married. Anybody married? Who's married? A lot of people? Wow, everybody's married. Best of your married? How long? How long married? Two years. Wow, he looked at you. He couldn't even count. He was like, like comics make fun of that all the time. Like, Look at you, and you really did. You went, like you had, like you couldn't count to two. Ah. Wait, who's longer than two? Anybody like over 10 years? Clap over 10. 10? Oh wow, a lot. All right, 20, anybody over 20? Over 20? 30? No. Oh, look at that. The slow, just miserable class right in the middle. Yeah, look at you. 30 what? How long 30? 32. And she looked at him. Look at that. That never happened. 32. Well, very cool. Look at that. See? Look. See? Two years. Look at it. The happy and joy. And that goes away. That'll go away. Right. 32. And she's like, yeah, I don't even. Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I totally, look, I'll tell you that I got married in 2000. That's the best idea I've ever had. I never have to count. <laughs> yeah. The year is the year. 18 is 18 done. Some people get married in a year with a nine in it. Way to go, stupid. You have to count with a nine for the rest of your life? It's hard to be married. It is. Like, you guys understand. Like, 32 years, like, you guys know each other. Like, you know each other well enough to where you can avoid some arguments, right? Like, there's always arguments. No matter how long your relationship is, there's always, why'd you do that? Shut up. All right, you always have those, right? But you try to avoid as many as you can, okay? Like, I've learned. Like, I take precautions now. Like, I, I never take my wife to a mall, right? Never take her to a mall. Because apparently, I can't park. As soon as we get there, oh, did you want to pull up there? Mm. Yeah. I was just seeing if our car fit in this spot. And it does. But you're right, we should be up there in between the Escalade and the Tundra. That way we both can't get out. But you can't say that because divorce is expensive. <laughs> Wife tries to help me. Look, every now and then, just let a man make a decision. Okay, look, 32 years, just let him make a decision, okay? And I can see you're smiling, but in your head going, no. All right? And I understand because he'll get it wrong, but just let it be wrong. Who cares? 32 years, where's he going? Just let it be wrong. <laughs> My wife helps me on stuff that I don't want help on at all. 
right? Like, I don't like winter. Like, I don't like winter. Like, I hate winter. Like, I'm originally from North Carolina. And like, look, right now, you guys are having beautiful weather. And thank you for doing that, OK? I love it. Like, I, I hate winter so much, I'm for global warming. I am. I am voting for it, marching for it. I might start buying people SUVs. I don't care. Ladies, start using hairspray again. No ozone. That's our goal. You know what's nice? 70 degrees in February. That's nice. Ah. And see, there's people with me, but there's always a couple of crunchy granolas sitting around. The crunchy granolas sitting there thinking, but the polar ice caps are going to melt and we're all going to flood. No, we're not. We're not all going to flood. We're only losing Rhode Island, Long Island, and Jersey. Bye-bye. Here's a canoe. Get to safety. But anyway, I don't like winter. Like, it's a risk. Like, look, I fly out here. Like, I've driven places, like, during the winter. And it's a risk. Like, you don't know what they do. Like, I don't know, like, snow plow and all that kind of stuff. I was traveling one time, and I was, like, there was a snowstorm, right? I had to go from one town to the other town on the same night, and there's a snowstorm, right? On a normal, regular day, it takes, like, 45 minutes, okay? But now I'm in the snowstorm, all right? And it's up in the mountains, okay? Like, it's, uh, you know mountain people? You know mountain people? <laughs> like, I stop for gas. The guy's like, you want to fill it up? And, like, back it up. Earl. You're scaring me, okay? He was that kind of big guy. Like, you know mountain guys, when they get so big, they can't walk normal. Like, they have to walk with their hands out front, which is just a weird look. Like, don't you walk with your hand, like, side, right? Like, you don't march. But you... Like, you walk, right? That's just a look that says, I got bodies in the basement. I like biscuits. So I have to get from one town to the other town, okay? Normal, regular day, 45 minutes. But now there's a snowstorm. I'm on this interstate in the middle of nowhere, okay? And I'm in a line of traffic, all right? It's 10 cars. We're all behind a tractor trailer because it makes tracks in the snow. Because everything's white. It's all white. Road's white, dirt's white. You just drive off the road. You're going till April. See ya, okay? <laughs> so we're all going two miles an hour so you don't die, okay? And you drive. And then on the side of the road, they had a big flashing yellow sign. Caution, caution. Really? Thank you. <laughs> So I keep going, and then there's a big flashing yellow sign up further. Caution, beware of squalls. Squalls? What's a squall? I'm in the middle of nowhere. I could die at any minute. But now I gotta be on the lookout for some lost Indian woman with an amber alert? So I, I do. So look, last year when the weather finally got nice, okay, first beautiful day, I'm gonna go out and play a round of golf with the guys. All right, just a nice afternoon round of golf. I'm ready to walk out the door. My wife said, you better put some sunscreen on. I said, I'm not, I'm a man. I can decide when I need sunscreen. It's not even that hot. I'm not gonna burn, I'm just gonna go. And I came home and I was really red, all right? <laughs> no, you don't even understand. It was so bad, it looked like people slapped me in the face with Netflix envelopes, all right? It was awful. <laughs> I walked in, she goes, see, I told you. And I said, shut up, my face hurts, all right? So she was right. But she also told me to hang this shirt up which is stupid, because that gives me shoulder nipples, and I hate that. It's dumb. 
but I love her. I do. Like, she drives me crazy, but I do love her. Like, my wife does drive me crazy. Okay, like, look, she, <laughs> I just bought my son and I uh, tickets to go to a Yankees game, okay? And we're going to go early season because they're supposed to be great this year. They have two of the best hitters ever, okay? It could be the best hitters ever, but you got to go early in the season. Like, you don't wait till June. By June, one of them, you know, is going, I don't have a hamstring, pop, all right? So you get early. So I bought his tickets. My wife's first words, hope it doesn't rain. Yeah, we all hope that. <laughs> you don't say it out loud. It's not like when she leaves for work in the morning. Have a great day. I hope you don't fall in a hole. <laughs> what? I know, I love you and I hope that. I hope it. <laughs> Lots of hope. <laughs> she does help me though. She does. Like my wife, I'll tell you, my wife made me go to a doctor and have a mole removed. That's fine. I probably wouldn't have done it. Need to go have it done. I did. Anybody ever go to a doctor and have a mole removed? You did? Okay. I did. All right. So look, I'm going to ask, what do you point at her for? You get a special two for one? What'd you do? Are you really pointing at her? Me and like you're throwing her under the bus. She's got moles too, not just me. That's so weird. I don't even know what you're doing. All right, but when, when either one of you went, <laughs> I've just never had anybody go, oh, both of us. I've never had that. All right. so, so look, so when you went to the doctor and did it, okay, did, like, when you had it done, and look, I don't even need to know where it came from. Don't point to an area of your body. That's not part of the story, all right? But when the doctor cut it, when he took it, did he, like, we're going to send it off somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, why? Let's just throw it away. I don't need that thing. <laughs> Unless you're gonna stick it under a chair and save a wood floor, I don't need it. And he goes, no, we have to send it to a lab and test it. And I said, test it for what? And he goes, well, it might be pre-cancer. And I go, ooh, what's that? He goes, well, it might be cancer or might not. That's every mole on your body. Your entire body's pre-cancer until you have cancer. Your chairs were all pre-tookus until you sat down. But nobody says actors already know that. I told the doctor, based on that theory, I'm pre-med. <laughs> I might be a doctor, might not. Let's take a test and figure it out. <laughs> Here's your copay. <laughs> I do love my wife, though. Like, I've taken her to shows with me. Like, I, I didn't bring her out here. She can't handle all this glamour. But I've <laughs> taken her to shows with me. This is beautiful. I love it. But she, look, she... I took her with me to a show where there's, uh, they have, uh, like, it's a couples resort, all right? Like, they have these couples resorts. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Like, the whole place is about romance. Everything there is about romance. Been married for a long time, you go to get the romance back. Just a short time, you go to be really romantic, all right? And every room is about romance. Like, every room has a round bed. They have a round bed. I didn't even know round beds were real before I got there. I thought it was like unicorns. Like, you're never gonna see a real round bed. I don't even know where you get round beds. I've been to mattress stores. There's no round bed section. <laughs> but they have round beds there because you're there to be romantic. And on a round bed, you have to be romantic, right? <laughs> have to be romantic on a round bed because you have to sleep in the middle together on a round bed. You can't pick a side of the bed. If you go to your side of the bed, you fall off the bed. <laughs> Ha, 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 romance over, my back hurts. <laughs> but 
but they also have these things where they try to upgrade you, all right? Like, if you guys go for your 33rd anniversary, okay, and don't, okay? But if you do, don't, okay? But if you do, they try to upgrade you. The upgrade is a champagne glass tub, right? Don't fall for it. Think it through, think it through. Okay, it looks romantic, okay? But you think it through, okay? Champagne glass tub is up in the air, right? Have the stem of the glass, then it's up in the air. So you have to get into it. So you have to climb stairs to get into it. But you're getting into a tub. So you're naked and climbing stairs. <laughs> conversation even go? Yeah, yeah, you get in. I'll get in a second. I'm not going to look at you. I'm not looking at you. I love you. Happy anniversary. Get in the tub. Bubble. Yeah, lots of bubbles. Get in the tub. But I took my wife with me to get, to get out of the city, to get away from the city. You know what I mean? Like, to get... Like, I... We, I live in New York City, all right? And I live, and I say New York City, I live in Manhattan, but I live way uptown in Manhattan. I live in a section called Washington Heights, okay? Which is very Dominican, okay? And I don't know if you guys can tell with the lights. I'm not <laughs> at all. And they pick up on it almost immediately. <laughs> I do a magic trick to get out of trouble in my neighborhood. What I mean is there's not a lot of white people in my neighborhood. So sometimes on the street, I'm the white guy. And sometimes that's a problem, okay? So I do this magic trick to get out of trouble. And the trick is, I'm a white guy, but I can get whiter. And it's awesome. Like, I'll do it for you. Like, how is he going to get whiter? Watch. If you saw me on the street right now, you'd be like, there's a white guy. Watch. Regular white guy. Watch this. Whiter. <laughs> I know, I know. This is how it works, okay? The magic is it can change emotions, all right? Let's say we're in traffic. We're on Broadway. In Broadway where I live, two lanes. But there's always somebody who wants to make a third lane and get in front of me. No, you're not, okay? Because you're just going to stop. And I have to go around you, but they're not going to let me in. No, all right? When you don't let somebody in, that causes road rage. People get furious, all right? If you're furious and you look over, you know, I see it's me going... <laughs> then that fury becomes frustration. <laughs> Magic. It keeps you from getting shot. Okay, that's the point. Right? Nobody shoots this guy. <laughs> we have any Latinos here? Any Latinos? Any Latinos? None. One. One. You are? And how Latino? From where? Okay. I don't know. Did you just ask me that? Did you just really make that a question? My mom's from Nicaragua? See? I don't know. Okay. And, and where's your dad from? He's white. He's white. He's white. Okay. All right. Okay. And do you consider yourself very Latino? I mean, no one else was raising their kids. <laughs> 
No one else is raising their hands. So, so no, I'm just trying to help you. Oh, that's adorable. Adorable. I don't even know how to say it. I don't know how to do it. All right. I did. All right, but your mom, your mom's very Latino. Like, she's so Latino. Does she point with her lips? You know what I'm talking about? Like, if you don't know, if you ask a Latino, like, you go, where's the bathroom? They'll go, they'll do that. You know what I'm talking Yeah, yeah, All right, and do you speak Spanish? Do you hablo? You do. Did you think I said, can you throw your voice? How did that happen? We got one Latino. Do you speak Spanish? Yeah! I don't... All right, I'm going to go on now. But that was... That was loco. That was... That was crazy. All right. So, and you speak Spanish, like fluent, like dead on. Okay, all right. So I'm just going to use you in this, okay? I'm just going to use you and, and just show you how the magic works, okay? So I just have, you have to be, like, I'll set the scene, okay? For this, you have to be, you have to be Dominican, okay? And I know that Latinos hate that. Like, they don't, like, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, they hate each other. Like, I don't know what happened between them, but my neighbor, they're like, don't mix this up, don't mix this up. But here's the deal. Nobody else can tell the difference, all right? That's like meeting two white guys. You're from South Dakota, North Dakota, dummy. All right, come on. <laughs> All right. And what's your name? Juliet. Juliet? Yeah, yeah, your dad's white. All right, very good. Okay. <laughs> very good. Okay. All right, so Juliet. Is it really? And what's your, what's your husband's name or boyfriend? I, don't, I can't tell. Is it husband? Romeo. Is it really Romeo? No, it's not. What is it? Fred? Josh. What? Josh. Pretty close. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. All right, and you're not Latino at all. You're just white Josh. You're just like the whitest Josh ever. All right, gotcha. All right. Muy blanco, muy blanco. All right. That means very white. Did you know that? Okay. All right. I didn't know. You just had this smile. Like, I don't know what he's saying, but okay. Just, all right. I like you. You wore your dress out. Both of you. Just like, hey, we're going to be on TV. Let's wear a hat. All right. Way to think it through. Front row? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Streamed all over the world. You're like, got my good hat. Thank God. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. I swear if your name was Earl, it'd be phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> it'd be great. All right. So, Juliet, all right, back to you and me. Okay, so, so we're in Washington Heights, okay, and for this, you're Dominican, all right, and I'm white, and I just came out of a Starbucks, all right, and all you have to do is yell at me in Spanish, and I'll show you how the magic works. All right, just yell, like, whatever you want to say. It doesn't matter, all right, and just whatever in Spanish. And ready? And go. Muy malo. That was not very bien. Was, all right, try it again. All right, I'm gonna give you one more shot. You're gonna, this is gonna go all over the place, all right? It's gonna be on the internet and everybody can get the internet. All right, and we're gonna send it to Nicaragua. All right, www.nicaragua.com. Here's Juliet. Slash, you better do this great. All right, ready? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And go. Hola, Did you say hola? <laughs> I said, yell at me, and you open with hello. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> it's not like it's the first time I've ever done this. I've done that before, and nobody's ever opened with hello. Ah, oh, Juliet. Ah, oh, so sad. No parade for you. No parade. If they have a Nicaraguan parade, I don't even know if they do. It's probably just you and your mom. I don't even know. Because there's no other hit. He's like, yeah! All right, he's... He thought he was in storage wars over there. Yeah! He was like just throwing stuff out, you weirdo. All right, back to me. So I also took my wife with me to get out of the city to go away, because we have a son, all right? And just sometimes you have to just go out and be parents, right? Look, there's parents out tonight. Parents out tonight? Clap. Parents? Yeah, a lot, a lot, right? And see, so you're happy because you're out, right? Like, how many kids? Two. Yeah, see, two's fine, okay? There's people with five freaks. Okay, no, no, no. I've got one. I'm not even sure I like kids yet, okay? And my son's great. My son, my, look, I, I love my son. My son's hilarious, okay? We were, like, when my son was young, we were at a grocery store, and we're standing in line. We're waiting to check out, all right? And it was taking kind of a while, and a guy behind us starts a conversation with my son. He's like, hey, buddy, what's your name? My son said, Caden. Caden, well, that's a cool name. How old are you? Five. And then the guy got really cool. So do you have a girlfriend? And my son says, yeah. <laughs> he goes, so what's her name? And my son says, mom. <laughs> I know. I was like, you can't say that. Now everybody knows we're Southern. Shut up. <laughs> it's crazy. He's a good kid, though. Like, at least he's a good kid. Like, you too. Like, good kids, right? And what are the ages? <laughs> eh? Really? <laughs> Go sit with Juliet. Go sit with Juliet. <laughs> Three and one, three and one. Okay, so they're not trouble yet, but I understand. Oh, look, I, no, all right, the three-year-old. Listen, I, I went to a hotel one time. I got there early enough to use the pool, all right? I just want to go down. I'm going to relax by the hotel pool. There's a little four-year-old running around with a mom who doesn't care. Yeah. You ever run around a four-year-old with a mom who doesn't care? 37 minutes, all her little, 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 little. So I'm holding him under the water. (laughs) 
for a long time. I'm holding him. Ah, don't cry. Just don't cry. We're just playing. Marco. But you can't do that because they go, you get in trouble. They'll kick you out. They will kick you out. My son wants to play games now. Like he's at the age like, where he wants to play board games. You play board games with the children? It's awful. I hate it. Like when you're real little, you have games for them. Shoots and ladders, Candyland, fine. Up and down, all around, okay. My son wanted to play Monopoly. I don't even like it with adults. You ever played a whole game of Monopoly? I've never done it. I don't even know how the game ends. I think everybody just gets upset, starts throwing hotels and houses at each other. I want to be the car. Well, you're the thimble. Mm. My wife gets mad. Because look, I get to be a stay-at-home dad. When I'm at home, I get to be a stay-at-home dad, work at night and all that kind of stuff when I'm not on the road. And I love it. I love watching him grow up and go through the phases that they go to, right? And so, but my wife, she's like, you need to take him out and do activities with him. You need to take him, take him to library day. Oh, no. I don't want to go to library day. I'm not a reader. There's no reason for me to be in a public library, okay? I've got books at home. I've got a computer. There's other places to make copies. There's no reason for me to be in a public library. All right, and at library day, they make you read to the children, and I don't like to read, all right? Like, I don't read stories to him like they're normally read to kids, okay? Look, like, every, every children's story has a lesson in it, but it's not pointed out, so I point out the lesson. Right? Like Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill has a lesson in it. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill wasn't paying attention, did the same thing. <laughs> you have to pay attention and learn from others' mistakes. So we go to library day and they hand me a book to read. You can read this one to the children. They love it when their parents read to them. They do, okay. <laughs> so Schmucko gets the 10 monkeys jumping in the bed. The most redundant story ever. We could have done this in three monkeys. You kidding me? We get it. Ten monkeys jumping into bed. One falls off and bumps his head. Mama calls the doctor and the doctor says, no more monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> so I read them all. I get to the last one. The last monkey's jumping on the bed and he falls off and bumps his head and Mama calls the doctor and the doctor says, you have some really stupid kids. <laughs> Your youngest child watched nine brothers and sisters <laughs> jumping up and down on a bed, fall off, get a head wound, have to go to the doctor, and didn't learn one thing. <laughs> so now we're gonna call social services. <laughs> and that's when I got kicked out of the library. <laughs> Lesson learned, we don't have to go back. We don't have to go back. 
but I love my son, but he's not great in school. Like, just make sure they're good in school. My son's not great in school. I love him, but there's like, you just, look, some kids you look at and you can tell, like, they're gonna grow up and be something. Like, my son's gonna grow up and be nice, okay? That's his thing. <laughs> no, 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 look, not all. Listen, I, he came home from school and he was very excited, all right? He's like, we were in math today and we got to partner up. So I partnered with Anthony and we're doing measurements and we discovered that we're the same height in inches, but he's taller in centimeters. <laughs> just discovered you're not gonna graduate at the top of the class. <laughs> I'm gonna stop saving for college. <laughs> We're getting a boat. Hey, I'm getting a boat. <laughs> you guys are cool, man. You guys are all right. You guys are very good. You're a little judgy, but you're okay. You're all right. <laughs> the one with the arms for you. I'll give him some. But I, mean, I gotcha. I understand. But look, you never know what it's gonna be, right? Like, you don't know me before I come up here. Like, we don't know the audience. Like, for comics, like, every show is different for us. Every audience is different. That's why comics get credits when we come on stage. Any comic you'll ever see, like any comedy show, the comics always get credits so that you know we'll be funny. Always done that, well, okay, all right? Like, nobody else gets that. You don't hire, like, a construction worker. Like, hey, nailed it yesterday, and here he is to screw it. Woohoo! All right, that doesn't happen. <laughs> When I come up, a lot of times they'll say, this next comic has been on Law & Order, which is true, but that's weird for an audience. I understand that. Because you hear Law & Order in your head like, oh, well, he's gonna be awesome because that's one of the funniest shows on. <laughs> but we get to do other things. Like, this is the fun part, coming out and performing live. I love this, okay? But we do get to do other things. Like, the coolest audition I've ever been on was a voiceover. Right? And those are cool because you talk for maybe 30 seconds and they'll send you money. Right? This was the easiest one ever because all I had to do was walk in and say, Ford Explorer, no boundaries. That's it. That's all I had to do. Ford Explorer, no boundaries. So I do that, but the audition people are there. Like, well, we want you to play with it a little bit. Could you play with it? Like, really? All four words? <laughs> No, you're a comic. You should improv with it. Can you improv? Like, oh, I sure can. <laughs> so I said, what about this? Ford Explorer, almost 10 miles to the gallery. <laughs> right? And they're like, no. <laughs> How about this? Ford Explorer is really fun to watch soccer moms try to park them. <laughs> you're like, no, no, no. I got it, I got it. Ford Explorer, no boundaries, like a guardrail or a riverbed after it blows a tire. <laughs> and they hated that, all right? My problem is I thought that Ford would have a sense of humor, but they don't. <laughs> but I thought they would because they designed the Focus, but no. It's <laughs> not my fault, that's not my fault. This is cool, man. It is nice traveling out here. I will tell you, when I got here, like, I, I had to take an early flight. Like, I had to take, like, a, like a 6 a.m. flight. Anybody ever done that? Take that early flight? It's awful. I hate it. Like, nobody wants to do it. But here's, I, here's what I learned. All right, here's how you take an early flight, okay? If you ever have to take that 6 a.m. flight, just wake up and start going. All right? Just zombie through the entire experience. Just to walk into it. Uh, right? Just like, yeah, yeah, go to the airport. You know where it is. Go, go, go. Even at security. Yeah, yeah, take your shoes. Take them both. I don't care. Check them out. You'll like them. One of them's new. All right? <laughs> 
You get to your seat, you take out a magazine, you read a little bit, and then you sleep. You read and then you sleep, okay? And on, on my flight, like the zone I'm in, like we all got it. Everybody was quiet. We're all quiet. Woman across the aisle from me took out a book she's reading, I'm reading. There's a little baby sleeping. When does that happen? Never, okay? <laughs> so it was perfect. We're all quiet. We're all gonna sleep. But we all got happy in the morning stewardess. Good morning, hi. Good morning, hi. Good morning, hi. Hey, Sherry, shut up. <laughs> 6 a.m. Shush, 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 shush. But she's up and down the aisle. She wants to be everybody's friend. Would you like a little pillow? Can I get a little blanket? All right. And she gets up to the woman across the aisle from me, and she stops, and she goes, oh, you're a runner? And the woman looks up and goes, what? <laughs> she said, I can tell by the title of your book you're a runner. The title of that book, Running With Scissors. <laughs> I promise, I'm not smart enough to make that up. I told you, I'm not a reader, but I know that that's not about getting ready for marathons. I'm like, hey, hey, the lady behind her is reading Fifty Shades of Grey. I bet she's an artist. You should talk to her. Talk to her. But I like this, man. I do. I like it. You know what I love about this show? Like, nobody, like, everybody, I haven't seen anyone look at their phones the whole time I've been up here, the whole night. I love that. I don't ask you to turn them off, and maybe you did. That's great. Like, that never happens. Like, there's always someone, okay. <laughs> can't stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I can't stand it. Like, you come out here, like, you come all the way to, like, Utah or whatever, and you have to look at the top of somebody's head. Hey, that's funny. <laughs> I can't say it, like, people talking on their phones. Like, not at a show, but anywhere. Like, it, people talk on their phones no matter where they are, right? And I get it, because you can. But nobody knows how to talk into a phone. Everywhere I go, people talk into their phones as if whoever they're talking to doesn't have a phone and they're across a river. <laughs> I'm like, hey, how are you? Holy, shut up! All right, I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. All right, like I was, I was at the, I was at the airport, and there's a woman there. She's like, my plane is not here, and my doctor said that my, it looked pussy. <laughs> go away, go away, go away. I was at a doctor's office. Then when you're in a doctor's office, aren't you quiet? Like you're in your waiting room, aren't you quiet? You just sit there, right? Five or six people scattered around. You read a magazine from like 30 years ago. Or you're like, all right, well, popular science, let's see what these compact discs are all about. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, we're all sitting, we're all quiet, we're all reading. A woman comes in, she checks in, and then she comes and she sits here. Okay, she could have been anywhere, but she's here. In the first couple of minutes, she's fine, but then you can kind of tell, like the wheels are turning, like, oh my God, I'm not doing anything, I want to make a call. All right, she gets out her phone and she goes to make a call and she goes, I'm, like, I'm so glad you're home. I didn't think you were gonna be home. And so everyone looks up and they look at me because I'm sitting closest to her. So it's my responsibility to make her stop. <laughs> so I did what I think most people do first. Like you don't want a confrontation, but you want it to be known that this needs to stop. Okay, so you give the look first, right? Like don't you like, <laughs> but she just stays on her phone, okay? So what I do, instead of asking her to stop, all right, because I've tried that and it's never worked. No one's ever gone, oh my God, I am being rude. I have to call you back. That's never happened, okay? So what I do instead is I just scoot closer to her. 
And she's like, could you? And I'm like, could you? I'm trying to hear the other half of your conversation. I can only hear your half and that's rude. Let's go. I was at the gym. I go to a gym. Shut up. You can't tell. That's not the point. All right. So, so I go to the gym and I'm on the elliptical. All right. Everybody knows the elliptical. All right, it's got the slider feet in the arms. I hate it, it's a stupid machine, okay? But I'm older now and it's supposed to save my knees, okay? So for just 20 minutes, just let me do it, okay? Headphones on, listen to what I listen to, zone out, and just 20 minutes, just... Okay, and I gotta sweat, okay? Mine's in front of a mirror for some reason, so I have to watch myself get sweatier for 20 minutes. But just let me do it, okay? So I'm on there and everything's fine. And then a woman comes and she gets on this machine, okay? And look, now, I don't mean that it's always all women, okay? I know, mm, I know, I know. I know guys do it too, okay? Just in my situation, it was women. I'm not gonna switch it and this was a guy. No, it wasn't, it was another woman, okay? So she's here, all right? And we're both on and fine, but then she's like, I'm gonna make a call. And I can hear her through my headphones, and I don't want to hear her through my headphones. So you give the look first, right? He's like, nah, 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 nah. And, I, oh, and I get annoyed. So now I want to annoy her so that she goes away, okay? And so what I do is I count out loud, but not in order, and that'll wreck your brain, okay? <laughs> what, I'm telling you right now, watch, watch. Try to think of something. You won't be able to do it. Watch, watch. One, two, five, eight, one, three, eleven, one, 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 one. It's like, oh my God, I'm getting a headache. You just go to a doctor, take a magazine. She finally went away. So I, uh, I took my family down to uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina last year for Easter. My in-laws moved to Myrtle Beach. And so for Easter, we just decided we'd go down there and visit, all right? They moved there a few years ago, and we're just gonna go down and have like nice weather, play a little golf, maybe go to the beach, just have a nice relaxing week, okay? But when we decided that, it became a big thing. My sister-in-law and her three girls, we're gonna come down too. And aunts and uncles, we'll all come down. So now we're gonna be one family in one house for a week. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> and everybody's had family vacations, okay? And they're brutal, okay? And we had a day, there's really bad weather. It just rained all day. When that happens and you're at the beach, there's nothing you can do. You can't spread out from everybody. When you're on a family vacation for a week, you need some spread out hours during a day. When it rains, can't go to the beach, can't play golf. So now we're all just sitting around the house and everybody's thinking, where are the knives? <laughs> so at one point somebody said, hey, we should all go shopping. And I was like, oh yeah, you all should go shopping. <laughs> no, we're all gonna go, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so we all go shopping. 
And what I do when I get there is I take my niece, my youngest niece, the one who's been whining about everything. I'm bored, I don't like it. I, I take her and put her in a cart so I can take her and just whip her around aisles, right? <laughs> I love it, I do it hard and fast. She thinks it's a ride and I'm entertained. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I whip her, like she'll, she'll crack a head. <laughs> Not hard, just enough to sleep for a little while. <laughs> So there's one point, we came around this corner, we had to stop, because there's people coming toward us and they hate it when you hit them. So I stopped. <laughs> and it happened to be a black couple, and we had that pause where we just didn't know which side we're gonna go to. So during that pause, my niece stands up in the car and says, hello, black people! <laughs> can get awkward. He said black people. I know, I do. And I have to, because I don't know what kind of black they were. I know there's different kinds. There's coffee, latte, mocha. I don't know what they were. I know it's white people. We're all white, okay? Nobody's ever said, you're white, but you, you're more eggshell. <laughs> but I'm done with the family holidays. Done. All right, not just that week was so bad. The lead up to it, from Christmas till Easter, same conversation with my in-laws anytime they called. Any in-law, every time, same conversation. This Easter, we are going to get you an Easter bunny costume. <gasps> no, you can dress up like an Easter bunny. You're funny, you're a comedian. We'll all chip in and get you an Easter bunny costume. <gasps> no, it'll be funny. You're funny, you're a comedian. The children love you. We'll all chip in, get you an Easter bunny costume. You go, <gasps> you're going to be a funny bunny. Wait a minute. What about this? What about instead, what if I go out, I get a Jesus costume, and I come back in three days? <laughs> Thanks for letting me play around, everybody. You guys were fantastic. And thank you very much, Utah. Wow. Yay. We did it. A lot of you are excited. You're like, that's George McFly from Back to the Future. No way! Yeah! His cardigan looks amazing. That's great. It's good to be here. I'm so excited. This is fun. I've been having a good year. I did have, I had a big break. I was a semi-finalist on Last Comic Standing. That was my big break. Thank you. I made it. All the way to the semifinals. Some of my buddies made fun of me. They're like, Tommy, why didn't you make it past the semifinals? What happened? Why didn't you make it further than the semifinals? I was like, well, I'm originally from Minnesota. I watch a lot of Minnesota sports. So I thought the semifinals was as far as you could go. <laughs> yeah. I thought I won last comic standing for a long time. I called my mom up. I was like, start buying some houses. Someone made it to the semifinals. Yeah. Yeah, this year's been fun. Last winter was kind of a bummer. 
I, I broke my collarbone last winter. That was a bummer. A couple days before Christmas, I broke it. I was doing something pretty dangerous. A lot of people have heard themselves doing what I was doing. I was carrying groceries. <laughs> I had two bags. They were pretty heavy. And somebody had put ice all over my driveway for some reason. <laughs> Not sure who did it. It shows up every year, but... Uh, and ice is hard to see. If you're not looking for it, you can walk right by it or on it, yeah. I wish it came in colors, that'd be awesome. <laughs> like, oh, the red ice is back, yeah! They have black ice, but that's clear too, so I don't know why they call it that. It's confusing. <laughs> so I didn't see it, I was walking with my groceries, I lost both my feet, I flew up, I landed right on my shoulder, and right when it hit, I was like, oh, that feels different than it's ever felt before. <laughs> Like, it hurt so bad. And then my body just started making pain sounds that's never made before. It started coming out of me. And I thought I would have a manly pain noise. <laughs> is what I always assume. Like, you seem like you would have a manly pain sound. Like, you'd be like, Urgh! and then your beard would grow a little bit more. <laughs> that's an inch, I'll walk myself to the hospital, it's cool. But my pain noise went up. Like, it was just like, ah, 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 ah. Just laying in the driveway, surrounded by groceries so I could survive a couple days. <laughs> Nobody found me. Luckily, my wife heard me. She, she came running out, threw me into the car. Drove me to the hospital. All the doctors came out. They're like, is your wife in labor? I was like, that was me. I made those sounds. <laughs> I think there's a baby in my shoulder. <laughs> Feels like twins. <laughs> so then they brought me into the emergency room and it was winter, so I had a bunch of layers on. So the doctor's like taking off my coat and cardigan and stuff. And he got me down to just a white t-shirt, like my undershirt. And he goes, sir, is it okay if I cut your shirt off? I was like, yeah, you're gonna have to because I can't lift my arm up to get off. He goes, if I cut the shirt off, it is gonna ruin the shirt. <laughs> I was like, no way, for real? It's like, well, you're in medical school, they teach you that one. Like, just make sure the patient knows when you take a scissor to the shirt, it's not gonna work the same way as it did before. They may wanna get some buttons in the gift shop on the way out. I told him, I was like, you can cut it off. I'm not too attached to this one. Comes in bags of 12, so I should be able to, I should be able to track another one down. I know a guy. So, so he cut the shirt off. He sent me to the x-ray machine. And then I came back from the x-ray and he goes, oh, Tom, we got bad news. He goes, your clavicle's broken. And I stared at him for a while because I'm a head, shoulders, knees, and toe guy. And I don't really know what a clavicle is. So I was like, you can probably just take it out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've used my clavicle for years. <laughs> he was like, sir, that, that's your collarbone. I was like, oh, I've heard of that. Don't take that out. <laughs> I want to keep that. So then I asked him, I go, so what's the next step? Like, how do we fix it? I was like, do we go to surgery? Like, what do we do? And he just pulled a sling out. He's like, you're gonna wear that for about six to eight weeks. And I was like, that's it? Just a sling? I was like, you're not even gonna set the bone or anything? He goes, no, we don't, we don't do that for collarbones. He's like, we would if it was coming out of you or if you're a professional athlete, then we would do some surgery for you. And then I was like, whoa, wait a second. Nobody asked me if I was a professional athlete when I got here. <laughs> I didn't fill out a survey or anything. 
I feel like you're making a judgment call on this one. <laughs> like I walked in here, you're looking at me like, I don't think he's throwing touchdowns this weekend. <laughs> Let's give him a sling. <laughs> but he was right, and, and it worked. The sling, it got better. It, it worked. Then I got the bill, the medical bill. That was, and we had the deductible, so we, we just paid, paid that. It was $900 is what I paid. So I think I paid $900 to have a guy cut my shirt off. I think that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I looked. <laughs> I looked at the itemized bill. It was like twenty-five dollars for the scissors, eight hundred seventy-five to cut the shirt off my body, and then the sling was free. They just threw that in there, so that's a good doctor. I should have just called my dad. He would have been like, "Walk it off, Tom. Give me fifty dollars. Why don't you cut your shirt off and make that into a sling? There you go, bud." kind of an awkward person, like I break my collarbone in awkward ways. I've just, I've been awkward all my life. Like there's just awkward things about me. Like I don't have, I don't have eyebrows. <laughs> they should be in by now, right? <laughs> Get them in your 30s. But you're like, can you put your glasses back on? Yeah, eyebrows are important. Like, you got great eyebrows. Look at those. Way to go, man. Like, I bet when you're surprised, people know you're surprised. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Because eyebrows are important. Like, you need them to express emotions. Now, I got to draw mine in, but then I got to decide how I'm going to feel that whole day. <laughs> it's a big commitment, right? Like, I don't know. I could be surprised. I guess I'll put a surprise. But what if I'm angry, though? Then I want a good angry eyebrow. Maybe I'll just do one surprised and one angry, and I'll just turn my head accordingly to whatever happens in the situation. Yeah, I'm awkward. Awkward things always happen to me, too. Like a while ago, I went grocery shopping. I got up early. I was all excited to get my grocery shopping done. I had my basket. I was walking in the produce aisle, and a sock just fell out of the bottom of my pants. <laughs> Sock just rolled out onto the floor. And I kind of looked at it like, well, how did I get myself into this situation? And I think what happened, like I had done laundry and there was an extra sock in there, just rolling, like hanging out and then decided to come out. But it was early, I was so tired, I didn't know what to do. I was like, well, should I put it in the basket? Like, that's gonna be a weird, awkward conversation at the register now. Like, sir, you have a sock in here. Like, yeah, you bet I do. Did you want the other one? That, that one hasn't fallen out yet. <laughs> so what I decided to do was just set my basket down, pick up my sock, and just leave the grocery store. <laughs> I was like, clearly we got going too early today. We gotta regroup, get our eyebrows on. We'll try again. Focus. <laughs> I've had multiple awkward experiences at the grocery store, too. The, sec the second awkward thing that happened at the grocery store, I got yelled at by the grocery cart corral guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the grocery cart corral guy, that's just the person that, that gets all the carts that are out in, the, in the, like, the parking lot, like at a Target, Walmart, or grocery, and then just brings the cart to the entryway. I didn't know they could yell at you. They can yell at you. <laughs> and it, it was all a miscommunication, because I had put my groceries in, in my car, and then when I, when I put my cart away, uh, I, when I'm at those kind of places, I like to find a corral that's really far away, and I like to get some speed going. 
And I like to kind of get a run and then let it go and watch it fly and bang around in the corral. Like, that's a really exciting Tuesday for me when I get to do that. <laughs> so I did, I found my corral, I executed the maneuver perfectly, but apparently there had been, the corral guy was standing at a corral that was right next to my car uh, and he just thought, uh, he was waiting for me patiently to put my groceries away because he assumed I, I would just hand him my cart like a normal human being. <laughs> but instead he saw me just go, nope, and then just push it like a mile away. <laughs> and then like right when I let go, like I realized something went wrong because he was like, for real? And I like, I like looked over and I like, was like, oh, oh, oh. And I, I knew I could still solve the problem because like, like a normal person would just run, grab the cart, bring it back to him, be like, oh, I'm sorry, that was rude, I didn't see you. But I just panicked, was like, oh, no, I just got my car and drove away. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that guy hates me. <laughs> he might have been the one that put ice on my driveway. <laughs> so, but I do like grocery shopping, though. It's fun, grocery shopping. At my grocery store, though, when everybody comes in, they always stop at that coupon plate. Everybody has to go through the coupon booklets. It's really weird. Like, everyone walks, I'm like, can we just, we all got to here, can we just have the deals? Like, why do we have to do arts and crafts for 20 minutes here? <laughs> Flipping through books, like, tearing them, like, oh, I, I tore the barcode, I, gotta, I need a new thing. And sometimes I'll forget to get the coupons, I'll get all the way to the register, and they'll be like, there's a coupon for that. I'll be like, oh, can I have it? And they're like, well, they're back over there. I'm like, well, the grocery cart corral guy's over there, he's really mad at me. <laughs> I can't really go back, do you want this sock? Will you take this sock as a coupon? <laughs> Yeah, I'm awkward. My, my, my parents, they're good people, though. They're great. They're, my, dad, my dad's kind of goofy, though. He makes his own kale chips. Yeah, he makes his own kale chips. He, he calls me up all the time. He's like, Tom, I just made a new batch of kale chips. You got to try these. These are chips made from kale. Once you have these, you're never going to want a regular chip ever again because they're so delicious. So I finally tried one. I was like, oh, my dad forgot what chips taste like. <laughs> This is the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> Kale chips are not good. They're basically like someone left a salad out for five days. And we're like, those are chips now. <laughs> Get them in your belly. My mom's funny too, though. She's interesting. She's like, she's really new agey. Like she's into like energy and crystals and stuff. And uh, she's been getting weirder. Like I called her a while ago. I was like, what are you up to, mom? And she was like, I'm activating rivers. It's like, oh, okay. So you got a job with the city or something? You're cleaning up rivers? And she's like, no, I get my crystals out. I go to the mouth of the river. I do a little ceremony. I put the crystal in and it activates the river. I was like, oh. Sounds like we're gonna put you in a home soon. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, you just been running around town throwing crystals into rivers? You're gonna get picked up, Mom. You can't be doing that. You gotta have permits to river activate. <laughs> but she loves doing it. She travels all over the country. She plans these camping trips by rivers so she can, like, she's got a website if you ever wanna look up which rivers have been activated in North America. You can find out. But she has a lot of fun. So after a while, I was like, maybe I should learn more about river activation in case I have to take over the family business. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm doing it right. So I was like, can you just explain this a little more? So like when you put the crystal in the river, what does it do to show you it's been activated? 
Like, does it start bubbling or make a sound? Or, like, do the ducks get real happy swimming around in it? Like, oh, this feels amazing on my feathers. Like, and the other duck's like, yeah, this river must have been activated recently. <laughs> the other duck's like, yeah, it's probably Barb. She's a really good river activator. <laughs> well, she's the only river activator right now. Her son's still learning how to do it. He's on ponds right now. He's gonna work his way up to Full River. <laughs> Sometimes I tease her too. I called her, I was like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm in Montana. I just activated a river. I was like, I already activated that one. <laughs> she just double activated that river. We should call Montana and let him know. But my parents, my parents have always been into like nature and camping. Like my dad took me whitewater rafting when I was nine. <laughs> when I was nine, do, do you see this in front of you? <laughs> Is this screaming whitewater rafter to everybody? <laughs> like I weigh about 125 pounds right now. Can you picture me when I was nine? I weighed 38 pounds. <laughs> I weighed 38 pounds, bigger glasses, no eyebrows. And my dad walked in the house, looked at that, and was like, that kid's ready to hit some white water rapids. <laughs> but I was not ready. I flew out of the boat, yeah. That's, that's what happens when you're that little and you're on an inflatable raft and it bumps into a rock. It just launches you about six feet into the water. They had to throw a rope, pull you back in, like, you okay, Tommy? You having fun? I was like, no, not really. <laughs> my cardigan's all wet and I should be at home playing clarinet right now. <laughs> I really don't know what I'm doing with this river. This river has been activated. You know how dangerous this is? And your kale chips are all wet. Just saying. I did play clarinet. I know that surprises a lot of you. A lot of people look at me like, you look more like a tuba man, for sure. I played, I played clarinet for, for a long time. I never really liked it. Like, I wanted to play saxophone. But the band instructor was like, nah, you're more of a clarinet guy. We gotta get you set up with a clarinet. <laughs> it was weird, like, I, I don't wanna hurt anyone's feelings, you're, you're a big clarinet fan, but it, I, I never got into it. Like, it sounds like a goose, to be honest. <laughs> like, how do you serenade somebody with that? Just like, <laughs> Is this working? Did I break it? This is what it's supposed to sound like? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did break my clarinet, though, because I'm a real rock star. I'm a rock star. And it wasn't when I was little, I didn't just drop it. I was about 15 years old playing clarinet in my room. And I, I was like, you know what would make this clarinet song even cooler uh, is uh, some dance moves. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, let's step it up to the next level, add a little choreography. So I just started jumping around, I was spinning in a circle. Uh, but apparently if you spin fast enough, a clarinet's built in five pieces. Uh, so the bottom half will just kind of fly off and smash against your wall. And then you do have to have a small meeting with your parents. Because uh, they have some questions when there's just shards of clarinet on their floor. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize at the time that I could have lied to them. Or, or not lied, but just left some details out of the story. Like when they're like, son, what happened? I would have been like, oh, I just dropped it. Like a normal kid. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't spinning around. I know that for sure. Yeah, I didn't see anybody spinning. Or I could have been more clever, like, oh, I hit a note that never existed and it exploded. <laughs> Too good at music. 
but I told him the truth. I just looked at him. I was like, I was, uh, I was doing some spicy dance moves. <laughs> dance moves got way too spicy. And a clarinet smashed against the wall. Uh, so next time I'll just be a, a spicy further away from the wall. And that should solve our problems. But they were mad. I did. I did a lot of kale chips that night. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So I got excited news. I, uh, I'll be I'll be married for five years coming up in, in June of uh, uh, this summer. It'll be my five-year wedding anniversary, which is exciting. Thanks. Yeah, I did it. I got married. Yeah, I love being married. Like we travel around and, and get to do exciting stuff. We got a dog recently, which was so fun. We got a we got a dog. We got a little Boston Terrier named Olive. We got her from a breeder. People were mad at us. So like, you should got a rescue dog. Why don't you get a rescue dog? And I understand where they're coming from. Like, I think rescue animals are really important. But I've had rescue animals my whole life. Like, I was like, I just want one fresh one, one time. <laughs> can I just have one brand new one that I can mess up and somebody else can rescue it later? Then <laughs> so technically, it's still a rescue dog. <laughs> it's not right now. But we would never give Olive up. She's amazing. When we were driving her home, my wife was like, now we got to get her outfits. I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, we have to get clothes for the dog. I was like, I think you're thinking of babies. I'm pretty sure a dog can go a few days before he needs a sweater. Because growing up, I never dressed up do my dogs. Like, they were all naked. They loved it. <laughs> Not one of them ever came up to me like, my friend Biscuit was wearing a sweater today. And all the other dogs were talking to him. So I want to try that. But it is fun to dress the dog up, though. Once you start, it's a good time. Like, we, get, we got sweaters for her, jackets, like, costume. She's got Wonder Woman costume, dinosaur costume. So real practical stuff, bumblebee costume. In case you're having a picnic and there's bees around, you put the dog in the bumblebee costume. All the bees are like, oh, that's a huge bee. Stay away from that. It's great. 
They make accessories too, like besides clothes. They make boots. They make winter boots for dogs. Yeah. If you're thinking about buying a winter boot for your boots for your dog, you may want to pass. I think it might be a scam. Because uh, we got the boots for our dog, and it took me 35 minutes to put four boots on my dog's paws as I just wrestled with her. I was like, no, these are good. And then, which it was weird that that took that long, 35 minutes, because it only took her about 12 seconds to shoot him off her feet right when she got outside. Like, she could just cross the doorway, and they just shot off. It was like, bing! And then she looked at me like, what was this about? I was like, I don't know. You can eat them if you want. Then we were going to my wife's cabin, and she was like, we should get a life jacket for the dog. I was like, a what? She's like, a life jacket in case she falls off the boat. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a swim move named after dogs. Uh, I don't think they need life jackets. I think it's just built inside them. Like, they know how to do it. Like the docky paddle. Like, you just put the dog in the water, and if it doesn't swim, on the way home, you get a new dog. That one was broken. Yeah. You got to upgrade to the swimming kind. That might have been a cat. You should double check and see if that was a cat. But, but we got the life jacket. I'm not a monster. It was hot pink. It had a handle on it. So you just set the dog in the water and just bobbed around and stared at us. We'd just go out with the tide, come back a couple hours later. Just pick her up. My wife puts our dog on Instagram, too. Our dog has a lot of followers on Instagram, and I'd never seen it before, so my wife will take a picture of the dog, and then she'll post a caption as if the dog is talking. So it's like, I hope I find some bacon today, or like, my ball rolled under the couch, hashtag Mondays are rough, R-U-F-F, like real good dog humor. <laughs> but then other people will respond, and they'll write captions, but they write them as their pets, so it's just a bunch of crazy people talking to each other. <laughs> through their pets. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> we, we got another dog, Harvey, and I was like, I'm gonna run his Instagram, but I'm more literal. I'm just like, woof, woof, grr, woof, woof, woof. Cause that, that way I know if it's real dogs that are responding. <laughs> we moved into a house recently, and the house is fun, cause the dogs can run around the backyard. We have more space. Um, but if you own a house, I didn't realize that it comes with maintenance. Yeah. Did you know that? You have to fix stuff. What? And I'm pretty handy. Like, I have a tool belt, but it's just a regular belt that I duct tape a screwdriver and a hammer to. I like to walk around the house. It looks cool. And I fixed some things. Like, the first thing that happened, we had storms in our neighborhood. A lot of people's trees fell down. None of our trees fell down, but our whole cable for our TV, the cable just dropped into the backyard. And my wife was like, Tom, can you take care of that? I was like, you bet I can. So I called the cable company. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is Tommy. I just want to let you know my cable fell down on the ground. I needed to go back up in the sky where it was before. <laughs> and then the guy on the other end, he was kind of confused. He's like, well, actually, the computer's telling me your cable's working. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is working. Uh, it's just on the ground, though. And normally, it's up in the air. So I thought I'd call you. We'd get that tossed back up in the air. He kind of paused. He's like, no, nah, Mr. Ryman, the computer is, is telling me it's working. And I was like, I know this is a curveball. This is a weird situation right now. <laughs> yes, the cable's working. I can watch TV. But every time I go outside to mow my lawn, I got to lift a cable up every time I make a pass. It's just more work that I want to do. I was like, is this the number I called to put cables in the sky? Or is there a different number that does that? 
Maybe you could transfer me to, or if you want to kick this up to a supervisor, I'm ready if you are. <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation though. And then he was like, well, I'm in Seattle. And I was like, I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> I was like, do they just have their cables on the ground in Seattle? Is that a new thing they're doing? People just drive over them and stuff. I was like, do you want to know where I am? I'm in my backyard staring at this cable that's on the ground. I really wanted to go back up in the air. I was like, do you want me to unplug it real quick so it says it's not working and then plug it back in? Like, I'll unplug it. You hit the button that sends the person out and I'll plug it back in. Come on. So then he was like, fine, we'll send somebody out. So then this huge guy showed up in my house. He's like six foot, had a big beard. And he just put up like two twisty ties and stared at me the whole time. It's <laughs> so like, you couldn't figure this out, little guy? You couldn't found some rope or duct tape from your belt there? Put him up here? I was like, he didn't tell me about the twisty tie trick. I think he wants me to move to Seattle. So I got out of our conversation. But I did fix one thing though. I fixed our front step. That was a big day for me because we had some people over for dinner and one of them stepped through the step. And I was like, oh, that's not how those are supposed to work. Yeah, normally if you're on a step, you want to be on top of it the whole time. You don't ever want to be inside of a step. If you are, that one's gone bad. So no one got hurt luckily, so I ripped up the old plank and I ran to Home Depot and I was like, where's your step section? I need a new one. And uh, they brought me to the lumber yard. I've never seen so many steps in my life. <laughs> At thousands. I was like, I only need one today, but it's good to know you guys have backups. <laughs> so they cut it down to size for me and I came home, I screwed it in. I was so proud of myself. Like I called my dad right away. I was like, I just fixed the step. Let's go whitewater rafting. I'm ready, let's do this. <laughs> I'll bring the kale chips. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. My wife, I, uh, the, with the other thing we tried this summer, we tried gardening for the first time. Any gardeners in this crowd? Big gardeners here? Yeah, there's a rowdy bunch <laughs> gardeners. What do you like to garden? What? What do you like to garden? Kale. Kale? <laughs> Doors that way, you can let yourself out. We can edit you right out of this special. <laughs> Do you really grow kale? Nice. Well, that's good, I'm sure. Send it to my dad. He'll buy it from me. He needs a good supplier, so we can, we can set something up after the show. That's great. So do, do you grow other vegetables, too, as well? So, like, like tomatoes or tomatoes? Carrots? Beets? Oh, you're going to have a great salad in three to four months or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it is fun to garden though, isn't it? It's, it's good, you get to watch something grow. Like, I tried, we, we, we tried to grow a pepper plant. That's what we were growing. We were, I was at the uh, farmer's market. They had one that was halfway done. So I was like, can't screw this up too bad. And uh, I came home, I brought the plant home. I set it on the deck. I was watering it every day. And exciting, it's exciting because you're watching this, this thing grow. And I was like, at the end of the season, I'm gonna eat the pepper and that's gonna be a big day for me. And uh, one day I was in, in my living room just staring out at to the, at the deck at the pepper plant and out of nowhere a squirrel just ran up yeah everything went into like slow motion i was like what's happening what's, what's going on and he just like walked up the back steps i swear he looked me in the eyes grabbed the pepper bit it and it just ran off and my wife was sitting there and she's like i think that squirrel just stole your pepper and then my buddy, I, I was devastated. And then my buddy was like, well, why don't you put some chicken wire around the plant? And I was like, were you not even listening to this story? It was a squirrel, there was no chickens at all. 
So that guy has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, but that's what I learned. Like, I'll never be able to live off the grid. Like, that's not gonna work. Like, you sound like you could be really self-sustaining. You could have beets and kale all day, but if the zombie apocalypse happens for me, it's not gonna be good. What happened to Tommy? Like, oh, he was dead within two days. Did the zombies get him? No, it was the squirrels. Squirrels. Squirrels ate his pepper. My wife and I, we've been, we've been traveling recently too. We got to go whale watching. That was so exciting. Yeah, oh, if you ever get a chance to go, go whale watching. It's amazing. This is what you do. You pay $50, you go on a boat for about three hours, and then you don't see any whales. <laughs> That's an amazing business plan. That'd be like if you came to the show tonight, paid your money, and then like, well, the comedians are just wandering around town. Good luck. If you find one, he might tell you a joke. It'll be good. Oh yeah, side note, you might get really sick while it's happening too. There's people that paid that money and got seasick. I felt so bad, like they had their head down the whole time. So I just described amazing whales to them. I was like, there's so many whales. It's like 50 whales, don't put your head up. It's so oh, it's amazing. It's so worth the $50. The other trip, my wife and I, we went to New Orleans, New Orleans and they, there we got, went on a river ride to see alligators. Like they, and they throw food in to get the alligators to come, which is exciting. But what they were throwing in the water was marshmallows and hot dogs. That's what they threw. And I, I got upset. I was like, why are you feeding them what Boy Scouts eat? This seems dangerous. You're going to lose a troop next week. You keep feeding them marshmallows and hot. It's amazing though to see, if you've ever seen a, a wild majestic animal eat a marshmallow, it's, uh, it's really exciting and then depressing at the same time. I don't know how they do that. But I love being married though, it's, it's, it's exciting. I, uh, I, proposing to my wife was the most nerve wracking thing I, I ever did. I, uh, it, was, uh, it was intense. Who's married here? Clap if you're married. Any married people? Oh, that's people. That's great. How long have you been married? Almost a year. Almost a year? Yeah, way to go. You're doing it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Where did you two meet? Uh, here in Provo. Here in Provo. That's great. This is a great place to meet people. I've been around town for the day, so it's, I was like, <laughs> this would be a wonderful place to meet a significant other, so you're lucky. How did you propose? That's what I was nervous about. You went to a restaurant? Oh, that sounds amazing. Was it, and then did you, did you have, did you like hide the ring in the food or anything? No, that's right, that's dangerous. You shouldn't do that. That's cool. Were you surprised when you proposed? Yes. Yes? Oh, that's the best way. And you had the ring with you and everything? Yeah. Did you get down one knee? I did. Nice. I never know why we have to do that though. I feel like, I feel like the first person that ever proposed was like walking and then dropped the ring and was like, uh oh, just picking it up. And then they turn around like, oh, it's the most romantic thing anyone's ever done. Like, oh no, now everyone has to do this forever. <laughs> I hope they have good knees. <laughs> well, that's sweet. Give them a round of applause. They're all happy here. So exciting. Yeah, I was nervous. I asked my, her parents for permission before, or not permission, but I just wanted to give them a heads up that this was gonna be in their life for a while. <laughs> I hope you like clarinet, because you're gonna hear a lot of it. But the way I did propose to her, we were at her family's cabin. We were on the beach. The dogs were in their life jackets, bobbing around. It was really romantic. 
<laughs> and my wife really loves games, so I was like, oh, do you want to play Hangman? She's like, yeah, I do. So I did all the lines in the sand for the phrase, will you marry me? And then had her start guessing letters. And that's when I started getting super nervous, because I was like, oh, this is really happening. Like, I'm about to propose. And I couldn't back out, because I couldn't think of another phrase that would fit. <laughs> I was like, I'm fully committed. I got to do this now. So she guessed letter M, and I put the M for the word Mary, but I forgot to put the M for the word me, which that's an important part of that phrase. It really clarifies who is doing the proposing and what's happening. So she was trying to figure it out. She was getting a little confused, and she was guessing more letters, and then finally she was like, she's like, will you marry me? I was like, I guess so. <laughs> it's not really traditional, but whatever. Did you bring a ring? Because I brought a ring. So then I got down on knee, I officially proposed. She said yes, she was all excited. And after it was all done, she took me aside. She was like, Tommy, I love you, but I just wanna let you know that there are two R's in the word Mary. <laughs> but there's no spell check on the beach. That's a tough one, it's tricky. But she was like, who's Mary? I was like, I don't know who Mary is. For our honeymoon, we, we drove around Lake Superior because a lot of people were like, that's just like Hawaii. Why don't you drive around one of the Great Lakes? Uh, but it's not like Hawaii. <laughs> it was a lot like driving around a big lake. <laughs> that's a huge lake. It was fun though, like we camped and stayed at lodges, but it was a lot of driving. I got pulled over too, accidentally pulled over, which I didn't know was possible. <laughs> but I do things a little differently. <laughs> like. Like we were up by Duluth, Minnesota, and we're driving and a state trooper came right behind my car and he just started shouting at us over the loudspeaker. Like he was just like, blah, 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 like mumbling. And I, I turned to my wife, I was like, I think we're getting pulled over. I was like, maybe they've had budget cutbacks so they don't use lights and sirens anymore. <laughs> and apparently they just mumble at you till you pull over. So I started pulling over, and as I was pulling over, I realized another state trooper had pulled somebody else over. So this guy was coming for his backup. Cause then he started yelling at me more. He's like, I'm not pulling you over, get out of my way. Don't pull over. But I had already pulled over. So I was like, I'm kind of stressed out. You gotta give me a second. <laughs> this is an intense situation. And he was like, sir, just move your car, please get out of the way. So I started to get back onto the freeway and a car just flew by. And he was like, well, don't pull into oncoming traffic, sir. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna have you stay there. I was like, not really am pulled over. I just pulled myself over. It's fantastic. I was like, maybe he'll let me fill the ticket out too, like self-checkout. I can just do this all by myself. Yeah. I'll probably give myself a warning. That's what I feel like I deserve in this situation. So then he came walking up to the car. He's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, oh, it's been a big day. Where do you want to start? I was like, I can't spell Mary right. My dog's wearing a life jacket in the back seat. Trunk is filled with kale chips. <laughs> but he let me go. He's like, you're a goofball, get out of here. So now I just never pull over for cops no matter what. <laughs> Even if there's five or six of them, I'm like, not falling for that again, boys. <laughs> a little bit what? I love my wife though, cause we get we get we like get along because we think of things the same way. Like we had, like we were we had to move a dresser. We had to move this big 150 pound dresser from our upstairs to our downstairs. And my wife is like, we should take our shoes and socks off so our feet grip better. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. 
Because you always hear about those moving companies that are like, barefoot moving companies, shoes and socks off when you're gonna be moving heavy furniture around. So we were both excited getting our shoes and socks off. And she was right, your feet drew grip better. She's correct, but they don't grip as well when the dresser slams down on them. Yeah, but we learned together as a team, so it was fun. Yeah. I learn new things about her all the time, too. Like, she talks in her sleep. That was exciting. I learned that at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, like, I was laying there, and all of a sudden, she just shot out of bed and was just like, watch out for the guy. I was like, what? And she just went back to dream world, like, ah, 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 ah. I was like, I'm gonna need more details on the guy. It's apparently in the bedroom. Sometimes she just laughs in her sleep too, which is exciting. She doesn't even talk. She has a beautiful laugh. That's one of, I mean, as a stand-up comedian, that was a great, it's wonderful. But when it comes out at 3.30 in the morning, it is terrifying. What are you laughing at? Is the guy back? What's happening? Let's get the dresser. But we've been talking about having kids because we have so much dog clothes. <laughs> I could put that on a human. <laughs> when, uh, when we first moved in together, my wife and I, she wanted a rat for a pet. I didn't know people had those for pets. I thought they just lived in sewers and stuff. Uh, but I love my wife, so I was like, if you want a rat, we'll go get one. So we went to the Humane Society and we bought a rat. Now here's some advice if you ever do any rat purchasing in your future, definitely go new on the rat. <laughs> yeah. Don't go rescue on the rat. Pay the extra $3 and get a brand new rat because we bought a used elderly senior citizen rat. And, and rats only live two to three years anyways if they're healthy. So this guy lived about three months and he died. He died in my wife's hands. Like she was in the living room. I was in the kitchen making a grilled cheese, having a time of my life. When, when from the other room I heard deep sadness that I'd never heard before. Like real guttural, just like And I was like, is she playing clarinet without me? Like, what? I gotta go jam. So, so I came, I came running in, and she just had the, her pet in her hand. I felt really bad because that's her buddy and her friend. But at the same time, I was like, we need to get that dead rat out of your hands as soon as possible, because I'm pretty sure that's what took Europe out. I read about it in history. Yeah. We probably shouldn't have it in our living room. So, so we put it in a shoebox and we we set it on our deck. And I was like, what do you want to, what do you want to do with the rat? And she was like, I want to bury it but it was February in Minnesota, so that did not work out very well. So I was like, what are our other options? And she was like, maybe we could cremate it. And I was like, what? Like, I just finished a grilled cheese. I've never done something like that before. She was like, no, professionally. I was like, oh yeah, we should pay somebody. That makes sense. We should get, we should get some experts. And uh, we looked into it, and there were places that would cremate the rat, uh, but it was gonna cost $100 to cremate the rat which exceeded our rat cremation budget <laughs> by $100. <laughs> so then we had the rat on our deck for a couple days, which was like a visitation for the neighborhood animals to say the goodbyes. And my wife came home and was like, Tommy, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do with this guy. So what we decided to do was just drive around town till we found the most beautiful spot that had a garbage can. 
and we said some words, and we laid Lex Luthor to rest underneath some nice newspapers. He was by a really pretty lake. My mom came and activated it. It was a beautiful funeral. Thank you so much, Yos. You're wonderful. Local man robs Wendy's with alligator. We're the alligator boys now. And the lady be sitting in the bank should be going, Mom, Mom. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>